Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Today we are doing our first uh, feedback episode of the th- the last episodes, I think is what they're calling these. Uh, the last chunk of The Walking Dead. We have been swamped with fantasy shows uh, for the past f- 10 weeks. And so we weren't able to get too much feedback in the meantime. But now we want to play a little catch up. Aaron, do we have any feedback? We do have feedback. Um, not a ton of feedback, but then we also told people, hold your horses on the feedback because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Um, so, but we, we've got definitely enough to fill up an episode uh, and kind of like, you know, we're going to be talking about the spinoffs. We're going to be talking about people's thoughts. Um going to be talking a lot of different stuff today. If you'd like to send us feedback throughout the season, uh, we will, I'm not going to say we'll do this every week, but we'll either start including them at the end of the episodes or um, as as time permits and as the emails demand, we'll start doing a separate feedback show. Not sure which, but uh, watching dead at baldmove.com is how you send feedback into that. It's the only way to get feedback uh, to be considered on the show. Uh, I guess we should just get started. Seawells is up first. Uh, we asked before the season, we came on the season or during the first the first show, what is everyone's hopes and fears for the finale season? And Seawells said, uh, I want everyone dead. I want everyone dead everyone. in the most gruesome fashion. Burn the whole thing hmm. with fire. I want Gene to get fake, not fake Stephanie pregnant so Jim baby Joy can finally <laughs> flourish. <laughs> Okay. God, that's uh that's a fate worse than death times two, I think. Uh I hate the show, I hate it so much. I hate that it keep trying to make fetch happen by spinning it off into another show when we all know the train hopped off the tracks about seven miles ago. I'm just hoping for some laughter on here where Jim makes jokes about the blacksmith killing himself. I don't care where the plot goes because finally it's over and I can't wait until the final episode where Aaron can scream like Frodo at the crack of Mount Doom. It's done. Uh, this show's so silly. What the hell is the point of having armor if it made if made of hard boiled eggs and a few walkers <laughs> can basically bisect you with relative ease? Uh, also, is Jerry Mister Fantastic off the Fantastic Four? He's like four hundred and fifty pounds on an emergency fire escape, making all that noise. How dumb is this bald guy? He's talking about the Secret yeah. Service guy, Calhoun. Take like five steps back, he can see everyone on the damn thing. They're only uh-huh. one story high. Uh, uh, I ambushed you. No, I ambushed you. No, I ambushed you times infinity. It was just so dumb, man. <laughs> Look, uh-huh. I think that Jerry, like f- noted big man Huel, has just got like those magic things. He's just like uh, he just gets a plus. He gets like a plus five modifier at all stealth rolls because he's just that fucking smooth. Yeah. Velvet I, Thunder, I they call him. Velvet Thunder. Damn. Uh <laughs> King Velvet Thunder soon to be. King Velvet uh, Thunder, yeah. Yeah, they can't all die because Jerry doesn't deserve to die. Jerry no. deserves to live. Yeah. Jerry deserves I'm, to live, man. <laughs> I'm mad at the show. I'm not mad at the characters. Uh and I and I quite like I quite like uh Jerry. Uh but, but I that's feel the yeah. thing. And they they definitely all can't die because Daryl's got a spin-off. And it's called Daryl yeah. Dixon, and it'd be weird if somebody else were to star in the show Daryl Dixon. Yeah. Yeah, no, that we're definitely, and we're going to be talking about that. I've, I, I, I did some looking into, and I'm, I'm breaking down all six of the spinoffs. 
and oh. we can see if if we're interested in in any of them. All right. Uh, but there's more. Did I tell you there's there's six, and that includes like Fear and Beyond, but still six. That's crazy. <sighs> I have it's a crazy. grim prediction. <laughs> it's but it's we'll, not warranted. All right. All right. I'm we'll see. Curious. Yeah, you got like you got like one point. You got like a one point seven share on the main deal. And right. Look dropping. at what Game of Thrones is doing. It's got five hundred billion people watching it. And they're doing like one spinoff right now. And, and they tried like five of them or like, OK, we'll take the best one. AMC tries tries a spinoff. It is like, yep, green light as green light, green light, green light, green light. Right. <laughs> I wonder if they got do you think AMC execs are like, you know, face deep into a punch bowl of cocaine and they're like, you know, the the Game of Thrones sucked. They really ran that thing to grant. They they got the spinoff two, three years later, and it's doing big numbers again. They're talking 10, 20 million people watching this thing. Why? Why can't? Why not us? Why can't us? <laughs> oh, I, there's so many reasons. So many reasons. <laughs> First of all, Frank Darabont get rid of is one the reason. The punch bowl of cocaine, guys, is just. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten you into so many, so many troubles. So much trouble. Mm hmm. Especially the refills, the refills on it were ill-advised. I heard after the Disco Max uh, merger that the the HBO offices have now a punch bowl of Coke. I'm a little worried, Uh a little worried. We'll have to see if there's uh, some rail based decision making out of that outfit. (laughs) Uh, But we'll see. Everyone die. So you can't you can't kill the spinoff folks, which are Uh Daryl. Daryl and uh, Negan and Maggie, everybody else, including Carol. Oh, is, the, now. is the Negan Maggie thing still on? I thought it was canceled. Uh, and then I, I thought so, too. I was corrected, which is uh, what caused me to do a deep dive into the spinoffs. Gotcha. Um, let's move on to John and Chi Town, who says, how do you burn blueberry pancakes? And within two minutes, there's no lingering smell and the stove and the griddle are not hot enough to notice. That's a good point. If you burn pancakes and two minutes later, some secret agent guy uh, comes to kick in your door and investigate. Yeah, it's going to look like it was recently occupied, right? Probably. Uh, John says seeing Daryl and Maggie together made me think I'd rather have a new series with those two paired. I mean, all of the main cast members have pretty good chemistry with each other. Mm hmm. The only exception is Eugene, but that's manufactured, right? You know, he just is right. the anti-chemistry guy. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, after 12 years working together, they're, they're real-life friends, right? They they kind yeah, of always have so. been, and now definitely, so. And then they've also, they've even gone, like, where they push the whole family thing. Like, you know, because yep. uh, you, you sweat together in these hot Georgia summers in latex makeup and covered in blood and shit. Like, yeah, it's it welds you together. Mm-hmm. Seems like um, Lance and the stormtroopers are desperately trying to radio the Commonwealth, but Negan just magically appears there in the next scene. We didn't talk about that much, but it was shocking that Negan was able to get inducted and meet Mercer and, you know, mm-hmm. get this message passed all in the time that it took Lance to get essentially super fucked over in the the wastelands. Yeah. Uh, John does have some measured praise. He goes, I did like the tape recorded message from the founder. It reminded me of the video game Bioshock, sure. which from memory takes place in a um, utopian society where the tape recorded messages are found throughout the game to be listened to. I know other games have used this method, but the Commonwealth has a very Bioshock feel. I think it feels probably Bioshocky because it's also this 
like glimmer of a better time that's kind of like faded or going to seed a little bit. And and, and I guess with uh, mm-hmm. Commonwealth, it's like got a fresh coat of paint and trying to resurge. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. I see the Bioshock stuff. I refuse to call Mercer Big Daddy, though. Not going to happen, Mercer. <laughs> Not going to happen. I was about... Damn it! How did you know that I was about to go on a whole riff about like all you know? All the big daddies are just just giant dudes wearing these pumpkin suits. Uh huh. Yep. Uh, if I saw Mercer's eyes turn red, I would run for sure. Yeah. Hey, don't shamble off. We'll be right back after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Welcome back, survivors. Here's even more about The Walking Dead. Uh, Michael says, hey, guys. Hey, Michael. First, I have to say I'm one of those listeners who hasn't actually watched a show in years. I've read the comics to the end and I enjoy all your podcasts. So I've continued to listen to watching dead to keep up with the show uh, and see how it's kept up or changed things from the comics. Uh, I hear this so many times. It's hilarious. So we have this legion of undead fans that are no longer following the show, but still listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting stuff and your coverage is really entertaining. Well, thank you, Michael. I was wondering if you've seen the trailer for HBO's the last of us, the video game, the same 
name is one of my favorites of all time, so I was excited when I heard HBO of all channels would be doing a show based on it. Maybe I'm the only one, but when I saw a trailer, I was a little worried about how it would evoke a Walking Dead feeling. It's not just that they are both set in a post-apocalyptic zombie-infested world where the people can be scarier than zombies. The way the trailer was shot or edited felt like any Walking Dead season trailer I've seen in the past. Your thoughts? Oh, really? I mean... I, I wasn't getting Walking Dead vibes from it, but I could see The Last of Us being the show that Frank Darabont would have turned The Walking Dead into. God damn, we are so simpatico because that's exactly what I had down <laughs> to be like... Yeah. This might be the show that if Frank Darabont never bowed out, that we we would have gotten a serious, sober-minded. Yeah, yeah. I and I look at the mist. I look at some of his other work, you know, to say, okay, where would this show have gone? And he does want to hit those those themes um, pretty hard. And I, you know, he he doesn't have like. I, I feel like there's a. There's a lot of intensity in Frank Darabont stuff, but there there's a veneer also of like not quite reality to it. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't. Boy, what am I trying to say? There's some kind of grunginess that he doesn't bring to his work that I think Craig Mazin is bringing to uh, Last of Us that would have been missing. So it wouldn't have been exactly the same, but it would have probably been comparable. Yeah. The thing is, is like, I don't know how it can possibly escape comparison. You know, it's like right. it's like if you're feeling yeah. these vibes, it's because they're essentially the same show, um, just with a little bit of a different zombie mechanic mm-hmm. and hopefully a big difference in terms of this is not a cast, you know, like like The Walking Dead, where it's always this huge. I mean, look at our show logo. It's got like, what, 12 people on it. Um, that was just like the beginning. Like this is going to be a very much smaller, more intimate yeah, uh, you know, two, essentially two people carrying this. Um, uh-huh. And a lot like The Walking Dead, you've got a sturdy male lead uh, that's pretty, you know, popular. Pa- uh, Pedro Pascal, although Pedro is at this point way hotter than Andrew Lincoln ever was coming into oh, yeah. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got you got little little Lady Mormont joining, which I think is amazing. And the thing is to get the, the, the reason that I think that I'm very hyped, it's not just because it's on HBO and they can say fuck, but it's Craig Mazin. Mm-hmm. Mazin? Mazin? I can't remember Ma- what the Mazin. guy's name is. He's he's the guy, if you don't know, that, sh- that was the showrunner and uh, head writer for Chernobyl, which we mentioned as soon as we saw that he was uh, uh, heading up this project, it's like, if you watch Chernobyl, that's the aesthetic. That yep. is the aesthetic of The Last of Us is like the dead zone firemen with their skin sloughing off because of radiation exposure. Like he, it's like, that is a really interesting thing. Like that shows all the tools that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the gripping drama. He's got the character studies. He's got the, you know, Nick Tarot-esque body horror He's already demonstrated it. So we've mm-hmm. played the video games. We know the video games are very cinematic experiences that have very good writing. Like, I don't know why the first season can't just be the first game or maybe the first half of the first game. And it just works. Like, I, I'm really yeah. got high. I got high hopes for that. And it's the rare show that we're pledging unless something catastrophic happens to the <laughs> schedule, which I don't think it can possibly because the, the shows that would bump yeah, it are yeah. like 2024 at the earliest mm-hmm. um, where it's going to be day one coverage. 
Like we're not, we've not seen a single episode, but we're going to be there on season one, episode one with full coverage of the last of us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you are a big fan of the watching dead, I would highly recommend at least to subscribe to bald move pulp because it sounds like the last of us is going to be an early 2023 show, probably spring or early summer is what I've heard from everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be the new hot zombie hotness, hot zombie hotness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hot zombie summer. Yeah. Yeah. Hot zombie summer. <laughs> oh, God. It just stinks. <laughs> yeah. God. You don't want the hot zombie summer. I don't want a long hot zombie summer. That's gross. <laughs> um, a, short, a short, comfortable zombie spring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. I can get behind a brisk, that. Brisk. Brisk zombie spring. Brisk. Lebo's up says there's so much coverage happening right now. I don't envy your schedules. We're almost we're, we're almost at the end of mm-hmm. the content apocalypse um, and we're, we're heading into the, the holiday season. So it's 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 definitely uh, loosening up a bit. But thank you for thinking of us. It's nice of you to make time for the return of this shit show. I mean, we've got 11. This is the ultimate sunk cost fallacy. You know, like why? Why stop here? Yeah. We're, <laughs> We're not We've tried be... to stop. We know we'll just be back. If we stop now, we would just be back eventually. Yeah. So. The next pandemic will be rolling mm-hmm. right back into it. Um, I, for one, need a break from the well-done, properly produced, intelligent written, and respectable high fantasy for the poorly written, low-budget Walking Dead. Here, here. There's a looser, more relaxed banter you gentlemen let fly for the show, as opposed to others that make enduring the show worthwhile. Every season I start watching, my girlfriend asks confusedly, that show is still on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the looser feel. What is that? Just because there's zero stakes, like at- yeah, like we we have an audience of obviously, apparently, that is not <laughs> going to leave this podcast, no matter how silly we get, no matter how little attention we pay to uh, what the show is trying to do, or its larger world in favor yeah. of making fun of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm willing to just have a lot of fun with this podcast. There's no new audience to acquire. No, no. You know, there's no, it, this is just, yeah, this is just us shit posting uh, at the end of a show that should have been canceled three seasons ago. Uh, yeah. What One thing Lebo would like to hear discussed is the mini spinoffs. If you can't do the, uh, something right for the first time, they say, try, try again, maybe. Will y'all be covering any of these? I'd very much like to close the book on the show and not come back. But if you selfish jerks covered, I may not watch, but I will listen. They also mentioned HBO's Last of Us, which we already talked about. Um, okay, so are we going to cover the spinoffs? No. Let, let me ask you this. Would we be well served to cover the worst of the spinoffs? <sighs> Which one would that be? Because I don't know. We, I'd have to do some research like, to find out which one is because fear and the world beyond are pretty bad. But I so like my honest answer is I'm probably going to watch at least a few episodes of Daryl's spinoff, and I will certainly watch the miniseries that's going to be the Rick Grimes thing. And if I talk, if if I do, and and Jim does as well, there's a high degree of chance that that stuff will make it on its uh, its way out to to our premium off the clock show. Uh, if you're a club member, you know what that is. That's where Jim and I talk about all the stuff that we're not talking about on our flagship podcasts. Um, so I, I I think there's a little hope there, but like long term coverage, like that would just be sad. That would just be uh, 
grim curiosity and a desire to keep the good times going, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, not for nothing, this is a fairly popular podcast for us, shockingly. Like like yeah. you said, we we don't take this show seriously anymore. We don't, we, but we have so many people listening to the podcast who aren't watching the show and don't give a shit about it. Right. That somehow it's still making this like our fourth most popular podcast. It's not like it yeah. used to be where it was number one yeah, or two. Yeah, it's not like season three, four, five, six, but. No, but it's still like well worth our time to do it uh, from like a listener perspective. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know if things hit at the right time. I might be down to cover like a shitty half season of That's a Daryl Dixon show. We were looking show. and like there's not any pulp for the next eight weeks or so. And Daryl Dixon is 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 just stumbling into our clearing. Uh, mm-hmm. I might like a stealth zombie kind of sidle up and try to get my teeth in there. Yeah, uh, maybe. why not? Uh, so here's here's the the research I did on, into the spinoffs. Did you, how many seasons? If I I'm got a gun to your head right now, uh-huh. how many seasons does Fear the Walking Dead have released right now? So it's been at least four seasons since Morgan was on this show, and I know they crossed him over to Fear the Walking Dead when he left. So I'd have to say six seasons. Wow, I thought you were gonna nail it. Seven. Seven. And they're Holy shooting shit. the eighth right now. Yeah. Now did you did you so Morgan's still on that show? Do you remember Dwight huh. and Shelley? Uh, sure. Iron Face. Sure. Iron yeah, Man Negan's, Face and Negan's, his wife. Uh, yeah, forced wife and yep. Sure. He survived. Uh, yeah, did he just they're disappear? All on the show. Is that what happened? They, they 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 reacquired themselves on Fear the Walking Dead. Did you know that wow. somehow Kim Dickens is back? I thought she died really? on that show, but she returned to the cast, I guess, this season. They're shooting season eight right now. So you got Fear the Walking Dead is still. I can't believe it's fucking eight seasons. That's one season longer than The Walking Dead should have lasted. Is 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 Ashley? Is it Ashley? Was that the oldest daughter's name? I don't yeah. know. One of the is, few reasons to watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Is Ashley still alive? And is is young? Is young Johnny Depp still alive? No, jo- Johnny Depp got killed. Like way early, he got uh, okay. out super early. I thought so too, but but hell, maybe they'll come back. But I don't Kim know if Dickens, the, yeah, I don't know if Batman is dead. Um, I don't know oh, right. if because uh, the guy guy's blown up. I I always uh-huh. forget that guy's name. Um, yeah, the dude who's uh, in Chad uh, Domingo or something like that. The remake uh, of Candyman. Yeah, that's Domingo is his last name. I think uh, Coleman Domingo. That's Coleman. It. That's the first show I gotta I gotta give it to Fear the Walking Dead. It's the show that introduced me to the brilliance that is Coleman Domingo, and I thought he was a cool dude. Called him Batman, mm-hmm. and uh, he's still he might be still kicking ass on that show. I don't know. Probably not. He's moved on to bigger and better things. So you got that. You got the World Beyond. This is the one you might recall listeners trying to get us clued in. It's the one about the Civic Republic military. This other large Commonwealth size outfit. They're the ones that are, I guess kidnapped Rick. They're they they and B people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the mid season nine, uh, mm-hmm. supposedly this series was conceived to connect to the Rick Grimes movies, which have now been downgraded into a miniseries. And I heard that Romulan subcommander Jadis is now like the head. She's running the CRM now. Christ. Which, what? 
<laughs> so this this feral person was running around making trash art, and now they are running an Im- post-apocalyptic empire. Maybe she was in like the deepest of cover. Maybe that whole persona Maybe. as garbage person was was fake. I don't know. Did you know the AMC trotted out a brand new zombie flavored anthology just in August? Tales of the Walking Dead. No. It was a six-episode run anchored by Samantha Morris, who you'll recall was Alpha, and it chronicles how she first met Slash. Did I say Morton Morris? It's Morton, yeah. Okay. Uh, How Alpha first met Slash conceived Slash started the Whisperer Society. Oh, boy. Didn't we see that? Didn't we see all the flashbacks that, like, told us? We saw it when she met Beta, but she wasn't yet a Whisperer. Yeah. And he, neither is he. Yeah. So I don't know if they find the whispers and take them over. But anyway, that's an anthology. It's also stars Terry Crews. Really? Anthony Edwards. He of Top Gun and ER fame and okay. uh, Olivia Munn. So they got some big names on that show. Hmm. I have not watched. I didn't even know it was on. Angela Kang was slated to re- uh, head up to Daryl Dixon spinoff with the Melissa McBride. But they decided to set and film this in Europe. I guess it establishes or the 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 opener um, sets Daryl in the streets of Paris. Daryl's gonna. How is he gonna get to Paris? Well, he did on his just, motorcycle just a week or two ago. He's on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he was getting teased about Daryl going to Paris, and he's like, "Hey, man, I got put there. I didn't go there my own free will." That's a quote. It's like, what? we're going to destroy the Louvre, Louvre and stuff. It's going to be nuts, he says. Um, <laughs> Good God. That's a direct He's going to ride again. his motorcycle over the Mona Lisa. Um, this is anyway, terrible. What What the hell? How did he get there? How did he get there? You can't ride taken. your motorcycle across the Atlantic. He's put there, man. Um, so, so I guess <laughs> Melissa McBride and Angela Kang both heard, wait, we're going to be in Europe for six months shooting? Fuck all this. And they both withdrew. So this show doesn't have what? a showrunner that I know of attached, and it doesn't have. That's why Carol's no longer in it. But I wonder since Car- since Angela Kang was the showrunner, she probably was one of the first to know. And I'm wondering if Carol's going to die because Kang found out that she was up for grabs. We might have a Car- We might have to put Carol back on the death board. Is what I'm saying. Hmm. Then Hope we've that. got I I mistakenly reported that the Je- the Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Laura Cohen spinoff was canceled. Oh, um, but that's not right. It's got it's it's greenlit for a six episode spinoff. It seems like all these are six episode kind of trials. It was formerly okay. called Isle of the Dead. It was filmed in Jersey and New York. It's uh, was it's supposed to feature them traveling to a post apocalyptic Manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland. Uh, the Lauren Cohen yeah. heard. Oh, it's we're filming in New Jersey. Fuck it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Not doing it. Yeah. JP actually emailed me and let me know that they this had not been canceled and switched kind of this and uh, uh, Lebo started me on this researching. They just announced last week that they had finished filming season one and will be released April 2023. Um, I, I looked at it and they've got some set pictures and it looks like they've kind of sexed up Lauren Cohen. Like she's in this kind of skin tight denim and leather deal and her hair is kind of slicked back like Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies. And I don't know if she, like hmm. Herschel's going to die. This is going to be her and an unattached Jeffrey D. Because like Negan is getting married with a kid. She uh-huh. is a widow with a kid. Like what the fuck are they doing in Manhattan? I, I don't know. Um, 
<sighs> boy. She kind of looks like Sandy at the end of Grease, but uh, did you know that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cast? In my research, I found that he's cast in season four of The Boys. Really? Oh, that's perfect. And I that's hope perfect. it's. I hope it's. Uh, what is a Captain America analog? I hope it's his dad. <laughs> his dad? Yeah. What was the What was the Captain America guy that had the shield? Uh. I yeah, I can't think of his name. Soldier God, it was boy. just last. Yes, yes. Was a soldier boy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I hope it's his. I hope it's his grandpa. They just got to keep on getting bigger badasses for this family tree. Um. Finally, Ma- go ahead. Uh, uh, no, you're good. Finally, Andrew Lincoln and Denai Guerrera are gonna go back for six episodes of what was formerly going to be a Rick Grimes movie trilogy. Uh, Scott Gimple's running thing. I don't know. The press release also said this is going to begin the season. The series will begin with six episodes, implying that there might be a longer run if it's successful. But again, this is very, I don't know. I feel like this is all a whole bunch of like, can it, will anything happen? Can we get, mm-hmm. you know, 1.6 million people to watch walking dead one a year round because they're interested in seeing where all these people land. I, uh, Scott Gimple is pretty much a hard no for me, but I do want to see what's up with Rick, which is maybe this, how they're going to get everybody. I mean, this strikes me as the, Game of Thrones off-season bald move strategy. If you don't have one big show, you just do 15 small shows to make up See for the what traffic. Sticks. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's a successful strategy, but it will it will keep the lights on on your network. So <laughs> sure. there's that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to be going on with that. And I don't know, like to me, this all seems like everything's kind of getting scaled back. I don't know. Why the fuck did they move the Daryl thing to Europe? I just don't know how he's going to get there. A helicopter. Did they just run out of film crews? It's like, literally we cannot film. We're filming 365 in Georgia. There's Mm -hmm. not, there's no, there's no more. We have to move. We got to get, we got to get a film crew going in Europe, you know? I don't know. Maybe. I, how? Okay, I, I'm fixated on this. I'm sorry. How does Daryl get there? Is We have three episodes left in this show. They have not dealt with the Commonwealth. We've seen no air travel uh, from the Commonwealth. It's not like he can just hop on a commuter flight and get over to Paris. That's the thing. This isn't getting like kidnapped in Georgia and you wake up in Connecticut. This is crossing yeah. a big, big time ocean. Yeah. How? I don't know. So here's your roundup of the of the spinoffs. Again, I'm not promising coverage of anything. In fact, I would Mm -hmm. I would I would imagine not. But we might get some in, uh, you know, off the clock. So we'll see. Michael says I'm a longtime listener and I'm going to miss your shit sandwich metaphors. Thanks, Michael. (laughs) I think Uh, (laughs) this last season, I remember Ezekiel giving Jerry's kid his tiger chain. This immediately made me think they're setting up a young Avenger slash zombie junior team. Judith, RJ, Gracie, Lydia, little Herschel, Ezra, and Jerry's other kids. All the kids are getting their own iconic weapons. And I'm predicting the finale will be a flash forward to these kids. Now teens searching for Rick and Michonne. Oh my God. I mean, if they haven't announced already the walking dead, the next generation, in about five years, we just get all these kids together and they're all late teens and they're just like, you know, new mutants, young justice. Like, mm-hmm. why the f- uh, if this is going at all, it's it's going to the Walking Dead, the next generation. 
TWD, TNG. Yep. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. I'll watch more Judith kicking ass for sure. It writes itself. And it has to because we're not paying for writers. <laughs> <laughs> We literally are going to take old the next Star Trek the Next Generation scripts. We're going to uh, find and replace all the character names Klingons, for our character names. Find and replace zombies. Just yeah. zombie. Yeah. The aliens just zombies. And it's gonna be some <laughs> weird shit, but you know. Uh they, they got the rights to all the scripts from some kind of weird Paramount buyout. Sure. Uh Chrissy P says, You were talking about the apples in the episode. Uh, and I, what I think the apples might be standing for is a throwback to the A team from Terminus, and in a, going forward with the Sam and the Jadis and you know the CRM of it all. A is for apples. Since we're taking trips down memory lane, what do you guys think? The apples. I mean, in this episode, stealth, stealth um, throwbacks to the A train, the A categorization. I mean, the bees would be bananas, right? I haven't seen any bananas yet. True, true. But is everybody never left an bees. A? It's always been A. All right. Although now we've got this designation too. Hmm. Um. Did they did they go designation two just to stay away from the obvious dookie metaphor? Like if they're like, uh, we got to drop off a number two at the next station. That. That reads as just a guy taking a shit, right? Like they have <laughs> yeah. to do des- they have to say yeah. desig this is a designation to just to avoid all that. Cause like, yeah, number two, I mean that's just straight from Austin Powers. You can't make that work. Sure. Sure. I don't know. I'm not seeing the connection to apples other than the letter, but I, I feel like it's solid. Hmm. Uh, she uh, concludes. Also, love you guys. I listen to Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Game of Thrones, Hot D, and Stranger Things. Thanks for your comments and ideas and making me watch these shows in a new light. Sorry, Chrissy. We're going to have to find some new shows. Hot D looks like it's going strong, but we only got one more season of Stranger Things and everything else is over. Mm-hmm. We got we to gotta get some new stuff. Hopefully, hopefully, The Last of Us is good. Paul's up next. He says, I just had to call Jim out on the most unintentionally funny thing he's ever said during oh, the feedback no. episode of episode 11. Uh, Rogue Element. He said after listening to Motorhead, Judith would dedicate her life to eating the rich. I nearly clashed my car because I was laughing so much. Eat the Rich is a song all about blowjobs. Rich <laughs> equals Richard equals dick. Oh, no. The lyrics are full of sexual innuendo. Did you know this? No, no. The thought of Judith <laughs> dedicating her life to this at an appropriate age, of course, was almost too much. Uh, wow. <laughs> that's fucked dedicating up, Dedicating your life to it. Oh, Lord. Eating the Rich. I'm uh, not going to judge. Go. So if I, can we just say that instead of suck a dick, can we just say eat the rich now? I don't think people would get it. No. None of Motorhead fans. Don't shamble off. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, survivors. Here's even more of The Walking Dead. Uh, JP says, regarding Virgil, he went upstairs in a storm and never came back down. What the hell? He's the only one who knows anything about Michonne. I had to look this up. And yes, during the big storm. Do you remember the big storm plot line? Uh Uh-huh. Judith helped him upstairs with the rest of the people to survive. And then Alexandria got wrecked and then everyone went to the Commonwealth and Virgil has not been seen since Did Virgil get swept away in the storm. Maybe did Eric. He could be out there stalking around. Did he joined. Uh, did he join the professor? He's hanging out yeah. in the uh, yeah, him and Luke. Oceanside. 
fast friends. Yeah, fuck. Oceanside just got <laughs> dropped off too. Yeah. Uh, Samantha from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania says, why can't they blame this attack on the Hornsby henchman? We're working our way through the thing. This is the, the big, uh, you know, uh, post founders day attack. She's talking about, it really doesn't make any sense why they even need to involve Eugene and Max. Just say they recorded Sebastian saying those nasty things and switched the tape out of the player. I know this wouldn't satisfy, satisfy Pamela's bloodlust, but if she's looking to blame anyone for her son's death, it should be her. Well, if I know Pamela, she's mm-hmm. capable of self-reflection and that kind of uh, complex thought. Mm-hmm. She could have raised him or had her guards raise him to be able to defend himself in the slightest bit. Sebastian got away from this walker, but only far enough that the walker had to scoot closer to him in order to eat him like a raspberry-filled croissant. Anyway, in my opinion, if Pamela wants to punish Max, let her go off with Eugene and company. It's not exactly a punishment, but I'll get Max, I'll get Max out of her sight and she can move on. I'm sorry. Confine, con- consigning Max to life with Eugene is very much a punishment. <laughs> I'll not have anyone say otherwise. Fair. Uh, uh, yeah, she. Yeah, I don't know. You you get her son killed. She's probably not just going to send you away. She probably wants your head. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I guess it's like the thing is. I mean, that's that's the comedy gold. The fact that Eugene is being tried as a this terrorist mastermind mm-hmm. is like uh, 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 like a nine on the unintentional comedy scale <laughs> and the next week on that has this dude in a suit and tie going up on a defense <laughs> going on the witness stand I'm just like I I can't believe we're actually doing this uh, supreme this this like fucking rainmaker a few good men <laughs> supreme court stuff <laughs> in the last season of the walking dead or three episodes ago I love yeah. it I do too. I'm really looking forward to next week. Samantha continues. The sins in the, the scenes in the Renfest area were appropriately creepy, though I do not believe these variants haven't made any appearances before now, especially if they're this advanced. I think if the scene with the one Walker, like stopping on a dime, hadn't happened, maybe the rest of it wouldn't be so bad. But I don't accept that there are these Walkers. Uh, that these Walkers are this variant. When did Aaron or Aaron, I guess, hear the stories and from whom? I feel like the grabbing of the stick and trying to open the door would have been enough. But to have that walker scale the wall like that, it's unbelievable. They aren't in a different enough area that they could explain it away by saying different areas, different variants. Or if the Commonwealthers were openly talking about it, uh, start small and work your way up. Introduce this into one of the many other parts of the season 11. And then the scene works much better, in my opinion. I... I do think that this variant stuff got introduced in the last season or two of Fear and World Beyond. Mm-hmm. So, like, it seems abrupt to us, but you're supposed to understand that this is something. And, and you know, there's eight billion chances of this thing to, to roughly for this thing to mutate. And it's not like on a timetable. Like, you know, if, if one thing we've seen with this COVID stuff is that uh, this shit can mutate fast as it's spreading fast. So... The entire world got it in a few weeks back in what 2007 or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the variants, is what I'm saying. No, I, I guess I do have a little bit of a problem with Aaron having heard of them before, because um, who's he interacted with that would have interactions beyond what we've seen with the Walkers? You know, we we've seen basically every encounter the Alexandrians have had with Walkers. Yeah. And 
you needed a new person to come into the community and say this for yeah. it to really make sense. Like, oh, I've heard. I like I've been out there. I've heard stories. I've seen stuff that that made me. You know, you could give that line question. to Negan's wife because she's a new yes. person from a new group, something like that. Or Negan could have said, I've heard, you know, Annie's been talking about these. But I, but we've been like there in for seven seasons or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I feel well. like they almost got there with the whole, you know, kind of alluding to like, I, you know, we've all heard of zombies that jiggle doorknobs and stuff. And we've we've seen that like that's that's something they did in the show much like in the earlier seasons. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like a fast one to me, but, you know, everybody's different. Uh, Samantha concludes with saying, in spite of this, I still have enjoyed the episodes. They get uh, they get one fucking episode. And I don't think there's anything I love more than a perfectly placed fuck. I thought the scene with Princess was a perfect spot for that fuck. Hearing Jerry say it would have been a close second, though. Although that a Walker poised too much of a threat for an, ex- inexper- or an experienced person like Jerry, Aaron pulling the Walker's face off is pretty sweet. I do like the fact that they're getting some fucks, especially on the uh, AMC Plus release. Yeah. Yeah. You don't uh, have to censor it. Yeah. Carly says, I'm doing my best to catch up on The Walking Dead in time for the series finale, and I'm listening to your recap of season 11, episode 11, the film noir episode where Eugene tries to find fake Stephanie. <laughs> oh, my God, that episode. Yep. I wouldn't write about an old episode except that you really push my buttons when you criticize Eugene's hat and uh, beaded (laughs) braid. I have to say, I think his look this season is really doing it for me. Josh McDermott's (laughs) killing it. If I put it on mute while Eugene talks, it's perfection. If. Yeah, if. uh, If if his things were different, it wouldn't be the same. But I'm sorry, Carly. This is... uh, I don't know, man. You might want to get your friends to double check this opinion. Like, just make sure you're calibrated. I would hate for you to go mm-hmm. off and get yourself chained to some kind of Eugene in your life, man. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. I guess if it was just if it's just the hat and the beaded braid, it's just it's just the whole it's the whole picture. It's the evolution. It's the evolution from the jort to the braid to it's just it's just all. Yeah, it's 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 watching a man devolve. It's the opposite of the thing we all saw from monkeys walking into men. It's it's just he's going mm-hmm. he's going back to he's he's go, he's returning to monkey is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Josh, probably not McDermott's up next. It says, I can't help but feel a sense of anxiety watching the past few seasons as we near the end of this show. I feel like not a lot is happening. Maybe that's because we're used to the action packed thrill with each characters or characters dying near the end of each season. It's more of a political buildup, but I think I'm hoping the end puts that aside and the physical and violent tension that's building up lets loose. Are you guys feeling the same? I enjoy it nonetheless, and I think they've actually done a pretty decent job with the social issues they've been tacking, tackling. Yeah, I agree, and I guess I didn't have a high expectations for lots of spectacular deaths amongst the main characters because essentially all the big ones are protected. You know, you can kill Aaron, you can kill Jerry if you really wanted to. Ezekiel. Sure. I guess now Carol's on the table. That would definitely spike my blood pressure a bit. But I was expecting that most of the important people just couldn't die, which is the worst because at the end of this show, you should be max afraid for everybody. I wonder how the mm-hmm. comic books end too. That's another thing I've been really wanting to do is read the comics after all this is over to see. Cause it seems like Kirkman got bored of his own concept. Like, yeah. And then just kind of abruptly cut it off. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's how. Don't tell me, because again, I will. I will read this as soon as uh, I, I'm I'm done with the the show. 
But like, I, I think he had a run that was going to go and he had this whole grandiose plan to hand things off to Carl. And you're really going to understand it was Carl's story the whole time. And I, I wonder how that all that all ended up. I just, I, yeah. So as far as like you want to release the tension uh, for the, the violence, the action that they're building up, I I wonder if they're going to have something big happen in Alexandria. Because that would be the logical place, right? They, they need to take back their home. They need to deal with the political system of the Commonwealth, but that's probably not going to be super violent. Um, this crew couldn't. This crew couldn't run off the whisperers when mm. they were in prime shape. How the fuck are they going to stand against the Commonwealth? They have uh, mechanized uh, you, troops. You, you sneak in to Alexandria through the the log, the log tunnel. What was that? They they have a tunnel, right? The the Conwell probably doesn't know sure. about. Yeah, they probably got log. They got, they oh, got was log that hilltop? They got log tunnels. They got log tunnels in Alexandria for sure. Oh, you're right. That was hilltop. Yeah, but they've got to have them. I mean, yeah. Reg was no fool. He he no. knew that cold rolled steel. You're not gonna be able to get out unless you have tunnels. Um, but yeah, I I want to see some some big display of force or prowess like physical prowess at the thing you, you know what i'd really love i'd love to see daryl drive by on his motorcycle and fire a rocket launcher from it like a moving like as he's driving one-handed he fires a rocket he should jump over the steel cold rolled steel wall and as he's clearing it he should take aim and target with the rocket launcher yeah, yeah. he should yeah. rocket jump to to launch himself up into the air yeah and then fire a second shot reload and fire a second shot as he's coming down they don't have any more of those rocket launchers right they ran all those out and i think the so yeah. damn damn mm-hmm. uh anyway josh also says last thing mr andrew lincoln was himself seen in france which is where daryl's spinoff is currently being started with nicotero oh. and Rita's being there at this time also could rick and daryl meet up to continue in daryl's spinoff I don't know. I just read an er- uh, just an article. I read that engaged my desire for Rick Grimes to come back to the main show before the end. Um, here's the thing: I know that Andrew Lincoln and uh, Norman Reedus are like real life become BFFs over the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew Lincoln, as far as I know, resides in the UK, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from France. And if his buddy was over there filming, I would imagine he would come on set just for, you know, old time's sake. If they could, if they sure. can work that into the plot and they get together on screen, so much the better. Cause like, yeah, that's the OG power couple right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't see Daryl making it to Paris in this show. So, yeah, that must be something for the Daryl Dixon spinoff, if it's happening. And last, we got Cohen, which I'm going to assume is not Lauren. First time writing in, appreciate it, but it's a subject you guys have brought up since season two, which is the dead people in cars on the highway who haven't turned. Mm-hmm. Cutting edge theory here. Both of you have said that this doesn't track at all with what we've seen since we've seen walkers burnt before and they didn't die from the heat. But I have a theory as to why these were unturned bodies in the cars in the highway. We know that these people were on the highway at the very beginning of the apocalypse, since one of the first things people did when all hell broke loose was to go to the cities. My theory is that since it was so early in the apocalypse, some of the dead people in the cars hadn't caught the disease that turns you into a zombie when you die yet and merely died of exposure while on the road. 
Just want to know what you guys think of this theory. Um, he also wants to know what we think about the unbleeped use of the F word this late in the series. Well, the real life. So let's take that first. The real life reason they're de- in the way of Fox now is because they're on AMC plus and sure. they're juicing a little bit to push that service. And then they just beep it out for the air and it's, it's done. Wish they could have done that 10 years ago. So Rick could say they don't know who they're fucking with, but you know, it's too late for <laughs> right. that now. Uh, I guess what what's your thought on the theory it's plausible yeah uh we'll just we'll we'll never know yeah i want to i want to say that when was it daryl who found like a group of survivors on a bridge somewhere and i feel like some some of those people had died of exposure and didn't come back but like that was mm. season six or something i i can't remember it's been a while i do think it's possible but on the other hand, did Doctor Jenner in the C did was he infected too? I mean, I guess we wouldn't know because he got blown up. Because like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like how long did the virus stay dormant in people before it started bringing them back? Because I guess that's plausible for me. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's also something that. Uh, the showrunners just didn't think of it. It's like at one point they're like, you know what? We want melted zombies. And someone probably came up and said, you know, we can't really do that because we've demonstrated that temperatures can kill zombies. And we, we even said as much in season two and they're like, Oh, fuck you. I don't care. I want to do melted Mm -hmm. zombies. And that, that was that. So, um, if you want to, if you, if you want to do some kind of fan theory, I think yours is the the best, the, the best I've heard. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. I think that's it. Uh, Again, I'm not sure when we'll be back with another feedback episode. If we're just getting uh, a couple at a time, we'll probably incorporate those into the coverage of the show proper. Uh, But if we do get a a, a decent amount, we might spin it it off into another uh, another feedback show. It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys and gals how much feedback you send us. WatchingDeadAtBaldMove.com. If you got thoughts on this week's episode or any others, send them in to WatchingDeadAtBaldMove.com and we'll talk about it. We'll see you for the next episode this weekend. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.